Welcome into Keg Jams. That's having the Keg Sports production. We're back after about a month. Uh, we monthly check in with our guy Shay Ken. Uh, we are talking Packers training camp preview. We're talking about Mark Murphy's comments about Aaron Rodgers needing the defense, Jordan Love, all that. We're gonna get into a little Bucks chat. Just see how Shan feels about summer league and where the Bucks are with their roster. I will chime in too on maybe the Giannis. Saudi Arabia stuff, which actually kind of weird, weird me out a little more hmm. than maybe it should. Uh, conspiracy Chuck at it again. And then we'll get into a little more pop culture about why the Coastals don't understand the bear and talk a little nightlife. Uh, I have some Barbie questions uh, to throw at my guy. Uh, Shay Ken, what's up, dude? How how are you? And uh, what, what's going on? Where where can people find you this weekend? Yeah, busy, uh, busy, kind of old school week. Um, everything's good, though. Um... Yeah, for, for summer kind of being as busy as it is from a personal level, um, this week is actually super busy for uh, for DJing. So um, Wednesday, I'm at Trinity. Uh, Thursday, I'm at uh, the Miramar Theater for uh, their Latin theme night uh, called Locara. Friday, I will be at Third Street Market Hall uh, for kind of like the happy hour, no gig in the night. And then uh, Saturday, I'll be at RWB, um, in one of my favorite spots in the city, and uh, Sunday's TBD. But um, yeah, full full slate of uh, of gigs. I used to do this a lot more often, um, certainly before kids and and uh, you know married life. But yeah, yeah, it's just one of those those weeks that uh, you know it's just one after the other. And and for those who don't know, it's it's also Northwestern Mutual Week uh, this week. Um, I think it actually ends. Wednesday so you don't really get a ton of uh of that crowd on the Wednesday night but they they came in this weekend um if anybody was out there's it's kind of sometimes it's easy to spot that oh uh, yeah the flares um, they got the uh the TGI Friday uh flares going on uh with their uh their office which they individually made I talked to somebody who works for works in that area and she was like yeah they make those every year and they then all the guys and gals want to keep them because it's like this badge of honor I once upon a time worked for NM I never sold insurance I was just doing social it's very this is a very culty life just yeah, it really like... it's it's kind of it's funny because like uh, lucid on Saturday and um well lucid I know for sure on Saturday was like get in free with your badge like <laughs> you know the fact that they would bring that to a bar is just so funny and then RWB is probably the one that that sees the biggest uh, bump like they're wall to wall packed um I, I mean they do some stuff around it um, yeah. RWB does you know around like. You know, bring your whatever. I don't know if it's bring your badge, but there's like drink specials and shit all all weekend um, into Monday and Tuesday. So they they were slammed yesterday. Um, it'll be the same tonight and, and Tuesday. But it's it's just it's weird. It's like everybody know this week is coming. There's you know thousands of people that come, and uh, it's like every night. Like I don't know if if I was if I was doing something like that. Like don't get me wrong, in the right city, I'd be going out. But like these people are going out three, you know, sometimes four nights in a row. Well, um, I think it's I not to cut it, but I think it's like an excuse for a lot of these people. Like they're like, oh, yeah, my, I wife, mean, my wife didn't come with me. My husband didn't come with me. Like, I don't have the kids. Maybe it is a husband, wife and grandma or aunt is watching the kids and we're able to just live it up. And yeah. and for the younger kids who are in, yeah, to be, yeah. you know, NM offices that are, you know, they got kind of suckered in. And now look, 
be selling insurance, it can be profitable, but a lot of people get sucked in and, and, you know, maybe it's just, you know, the young kids just living it up and, yeah. you know, they're like, all point. right, let's throw it back to college. So I, I think it's a little bit, it helps. The weather's awesome. The brewers are in yeah. town. So like there, there's a lot going on and mm-hmm. like this weekend doesn't like stop. So like, and that's kind of the, like, that's how Milwaukee used to be pre COVID pre everything. And right. I, you know, I kind of went on that rant a couple of weeks ago after the Harley thing, because so many people were mad about how much noise there was. I'm like, this is, I mean, this is Milwaukee pre 2020. Like it's mm-hmm. every weekend. It doesn't stop. There's something else going. So then this weekend you have brew fest, you have Brady street days. I know a brewery that I'm fond of 1840 as an anniversary party. Uh, German fest is going on. So it's like, there's not just seeing you at red WB is, is like right up there, but also with all that other stuff going on too. It's a, it's yeah. a banger of a, of a potential weekend. Yeah, Saturday, uh, I'm going to, to Brewfest, a little shout out to them. Um, but uh, one thing you, you mentioned, the uh, Harley Fest. So so next year, I don't know if you knew this, but they they both land on the same weekend and they're both at Veterans Park. So I'm I'm real curious to see how. So Harley, Harley and Brewfest? They share the same, yeah, they share the oh, same wow. park and they're on the same weekend next year because now that, you know, Harley's going to do it every year. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd have to ask our, our, our friend's mom, Chris, how they're, planning to move forward with that because it's I mean the obviously you can't you're not going to be able to do it so they would have to move it and it's gotten you know Brewfest has gotten big enough where they're you know they're at three three maybe four thousand you know people um but you almost don't want it to get bigger than that it's it's kind of the perfect size right now for, for right. those that, that go and have gone before um so it'll be interesting but yeah this is, this is a great weekend for for stuff going on yeah no doubt and the weather hopefully cooperate I, I've seen some rain I think it's all going to depend on how this heat like goes through um but mitch and i are more are more of the weather boys uh we're gonna yeah. we're gonna dive into uh the green Bay packers which training camp starts tomorrow um on wednesday it will be the first real look at jordan love it'll be the first real look at this young packers offense this packers defense and and everything that goes in there Last year, if you remember during training camp, it was vibes were high with Aaron Rodgers, bringing Rodgers back for the second second uh, straight MVP, you know, coming off that brutal loss to San Francisco. But you had the Nick Cage thing uh, and then you also had all the hype around the defense. And it was like, oh, man, maybe we actually have a fucking defense. And it's like, well, wait, actually, our offense just might not be that good. And so I think I think we learned some lessons there. But like what's. So let's just start offensively. Like what is the, what's kind of the thing you're keeping an eye on in terms of reading tweets or, you know, when you check in on different things and video highlights of where, where are you really seeing it where you're like, yeah, that's, that's the thing I keep a close eye on. Um, Yeah. I think the biggest thing uh, for me is, is, is we have veterans pretty much everywhere with the exception of, of receiver. Um, especially the guys that are going to play big time roles. Uh, at least we expect them to. Um, so I think it's just the the continuity, the uh, the chemistry with with love with these young guys. You know, again, Christian Watson really only played, you know, three quarters, half of a year in his rookie year in Romeo Dubs in his time. And, you know, Jaden Reed and Samari Toure, like all these guys are young. Every this, you know, outside of again, like the offensive line and the running backs and everybody's inexperienced, including the, you know, the tight end pass catchers, you know, you got two rookies there. Um, I, I, I would, I, 
So yeah, I, I no. think I'd still like to see them get you know uh, just a veteran, just a, uh, a cheap a cheap veteran to bring in. Um, I know we've talked about that, but yeah, I mean, we got to see what they what these guys can do. It's you know to put it on you know on a video here and there and see the good clips uh, is one thing, but like they're gonna have to 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 be a unit pretty quickly because um, it's a young inexperienced team uh, you know outside of like I said the O-line and, and the running back group so um, that's kind of where I'm at now is you know who's going to kind of step up and, and and can Christian Watson take a step up and be that guy can Romeo Dubs be the 1A and, and can Jaden Reed get get you know really brought up to speed quickly in, in this NFL game so right. uh, exciting um, anxious but uh, yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a good feeling too to have Oh yeah, it's it's fun. I, I think that you know there is going to be a rubber meets the road moment where how much can we trust these young guys, and do we need to your point about veteran and we I we are aligned there. If it's you know early or early August or mid August, you know eleventh or twelfth, and they're like we're pre, we're two preseason games in, and it's like yeah, I think one. I think there's only one at that point, but we've had the preseason game, we've had the joint practices. And you just realize, like, hey, yeah, we need a, we need an extra guy. We need to, you know, someone's not ready. You know, Grant DeBose is starting, I think, on the like non-contact list. So, like, that's you know, that could open up a spot for somebody. Um, mm-hmm. And and maybe it's like, okay, Grant's gonna be on the IR the whole year, and we're gonna redshirt him, and then we're gonna bring in a veteran. Um, I think that's something the Packers are going to need. I hope they decide like middle i don't hope they wait till like fucking last last week of the year or of the training camp and then it's like mm-hmm. oh we bring this guy up to speed he's not gonna be ready for week one and right. that to me is like i think that would be a critical error and i do worry the packers sometimes drag their feet a little bit and they don't necessarily get to the action right away and say okay we need to make this change we're making this today we're not making it tomorrow we're making it today I think one of the things for me is looking to see what happens with the center guard interior line position. You know, Josh mm-hmm. Myers has not been the center that I think we hoped he, he would be. I think it doesn't help Josh Myers that Creed Humphrey gets drafted a pick after him and Creed mm-hmm. Humphrey is the best center in, in football. So yeah. in plays the exact same position and it's a, just a critical error by Brian Gunacus or it was they knew Aaron Rodgers wouldn't want a left-handed snapper. We'll never know that story. Um, Brian probably will Which, tell us. Yeah. Which yeah, even I, I, is kind of crazy when you think about it long term. Right. Like they had to have some notion that this was not, you know, that Rogers was, you know, was either gonna finish his his, you know, season, you know, with with us and potentially had a few more, um, you know, regardless with us or not, that you could have drafted your center of the future, you know, for for just drafting the right guy versus the guy that your quarterback wanted. It, it's yeah, you, yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know if that's really the I, case. Yeah, and, but, and we don't you know, know if think Ro- about that. We don't know if Rogers wanted him because they probably. I think right. at that point, him and Gutekus were talking like that. But I think maybe there would be, a, hey, what do we assume Eric would or uh, Aaron would want? Like, what mm-hmm. what is the thing that he wants? So, anyways, is Josh Myers' job safe, or will a guy like Sean Ryan remember a former third round pick got busted for PEDs, didn't really do much last year? You know, will Sean Ryan push him? Will you know, we we see John Runyon keep that right guard position. I assume John Runyon will, but what what changes there? And then I guess if you even go to right tackle, so we just be through the whole offensive line. Will Zach Tom be the guy or will it be Josh Nyman? I think that will be a 
big competition um, in terms of training camp battles and where where those guys net out. I personally, mm-hmm. and I think this is a really good problem for the Packers to have, I really don't see any scenario where I'm bummed out if the Packers lineman combination. I think the only guys where I'd I'd have a little bit of pause just from what we know is Rice Newman or Jake Hansen. But mm-hmm. I'm also willing to say, all right, maybe this year you're better. And I usually try to, for the most part, at least give a guy another chance until it's like, all right, we've like Marshall Newhouse was a guy where every year it'd be like, oh, maybe it's different <laughs> for Marshall Newhouse. And he fucking sucked. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, that's same old Marshall Newhouse, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm very curious to see kind of what this offensive line looks like beyond just Bakhtiari and Alton Jenkins. And you, I mean, it's the, really the first time we'll see, you know, Jenkins have a full, you know, a full yeah. off season and a healthy and, and, you know, who knows where Bakhtiari is, but, you know, a full, you know, what seems to be a full off season, like, like you said, that core of that group, you know, finally healthy and, you know, ideally the right guys in the right spots, Zach Tom, another year in, um, yeah, you 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 want to have at least the 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 strength uh, of your guys in, in that offensive line, and I think that's good that we have we have that. It'll be kind of those those sedimentary pieces, right? Like you said, the John Running, the Josh Myers, could Zach Tom again be you know the anchor on that right side? So um, I'm with you there. I think that's going to be a, a huge point, um, not only in in you know training camp, but to start the year off strong as well. Yeah, and. I one question I guess I have about Bakhtiari. You don't think there's any way he gets traded before the season, right? I don't. I I think it's. I think if that was going to happen, I think it would have happened a lot earlier. I think mm-hmm. he's bought in. Um, yeah. You know. You know. You obviously he was a big you know Rogers guy. That's his. That's his boy. But um, I think he's a pro's pro and, and understands. He's he's the guy on this on this roster. I think you know he's you know outside of maybe Aaron Jones and a few others. Like he's he's the voice, and I think he's he's perfect for that. Um, and again, he's the perfect guy to kind of bring these guys along in their first second years, um, and hopefully get them you know help them learn and get to the point where they need to be. But um, I'd be hard pressed to think that he gets he gets traded because what is that? What is the message yeah. send to your locker room? Right, too? you don't. Ha- you know, you know, is Elton going to be that guy? I think he's an anchor on your offense. He's a captain, and uh, and is and is one of the best voices that that they're going to have in that locker room. I I agree, hundred percent. I I never understood the trade Bakhtiari thing. I think if the Brewer or the Packers are you know two and four, maybe not two and six, like they're clearly going to be a top ten drafting team next year, and it's bad, and it's around the deadline, and you know that there's going to be teams desperate for offensive tackles then I think we have a conversation, right? You have to at that point because Mm -hmm. you're going to, it's kind of like the MLB trade deadline where you're going to get the most value for a desperate team. A desperate team might trade you a second round pick for Bakhtiari, which I would say at this point, he's a value at a third given his contract, given his injuries, everything Mm -hmm. else. They might get desperate and be like, we're going to give you a second or I don't think a first, but with the way the tackles are getting paid, I, I could see it. And then, that frees up a ton of cap space. So you could go sign Josh Nyman. If you wanted to, you get a chance to look at Josh Nyman to yeah. see if you want to give him a big contract. Cause he's going to, he's going to get a big deal. Like he, no matter if it's the Packers or somebody else, somebody's going to pay Josh Nyman next year. And so that to me is the only way where I, I move from Bakhtiari. I think going to Jordan love before we head to the defense, cause you gotta, you gotta talk about Jordan love. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how how should fans like treat training camp with Jordan Love? Is it just like like you laugh you're laughing it's, on screen? Like we don't put on, on YouTube so no one will see that. But yeah, go ahead. Like it, well, yeah, well, and I know we'll talk about uh about the the Mark Murphy stuff later. Um, I mean he's 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 going to be under pressure. Um, you know to an extent, but again, I think we talked about it. You know on, on a previous pod is that. There's there's going to be a little bit of a, a leash, but you know the the learning care curve can can't be long. Um, he's been in the system long enough. This is his chance, his opportunity. Um, there's going to be growing pains, obviously, with with kind of any you know new quarterback in a system. But again, this isn't a new system. This is his, right? Um, or excuse me, this is you know um, the floors that he's known you know as, as a rookie. So there really shouldn't be too much of a learning curve there. Um, I, I think. I think it's going to be with more with him and the pass catchers, um, you know, Aaron Jones and and Dylan and those guys like they, this is their system. They've known it, but with the pass catchers, it's timing, it's release. It's, you know, knowing when to expect the ball, when not to, when to expect the back shoulder. Um, I think that's the stuff that's going to probably get on people's nerves. He, it sounds like from, from what people have said and heard um, the guy has all the conf or the, the team has all the confidence oh, yeah. in him. Um, there was a, a podcast today with, uh, or not today, I think it was this week with, with Darius Slay, um, and, Emerson uh, can't, I, Emerson Douglas and, and, you know, praise, you know, all the throws that he was making. And he was like, Hey, let's, let's kind of keep this guy under, you know, under wraps, like keep him our little secret. Cause he, he truly is that guy. Um, so his teammates are behind him. We, you know, we've talked in, in the past about, you know, they didn't have to say anything, um, you know, they could say, you know, he's making strides, but they have, you know, in, you know, in, in many different ways, praised him for, you know, his leadership, his ability to throw the ball. Um, I think there's going to be, you know, I think the biggest issues will just come with the, the inexperience in, in the pass catchers and, and, uh, and he's going to throw interceptions. There's going to be games like that. And, uh, yeah. he's going to get the blame for him, even though it's not, you know, right. you know, his, you know, it might not be his fault, but, um, I'm excited and uh, I'm ready to kind of let him take the reins and, and lead this team. And another thing too, is he's going to play preseason. And I know people are going to be like, Oh, this is so refreshing to have a quarterback, but preseason is actually like worth watching. And you know, that's a whole probably other podcast about like, you're actually going to buy into watching preseason, probably do podcasts, things like that. Talk about preseason because of Jordan love is going to play and you're going to be able to watch him. And I don't know how much he'll play, and that's going to always be debated. But I, I hope that a lot of the guys play. I hope that maybe it's just Aaron Jones that doesn't play. But even that, I, I think I kind of want everybody playing besides maybe like Bakhtiari, right? Um, because – and, and The team is and, young, man. And people I mean, are, he, are going to judge the living hell out of whatever they do in, train, in those games. They're going to be like, oh, they, if they go off and it's like, three touchdowns they're gonna be like oh my god we're a super bowl contender we're this we're that i'll get real silly or if they suck it's gonna be like oh my god we're gonna kill williams next year we're gonna be we're gonna be the one of the worst teams in football uh whatever it may be i i think it's you gotta take it for a grain of salt even like the tweets and the articles like you just gotta pay attention to maybe the little things like who's he keen on he seems like he has a real relationship with dobbs and can mm -hmm. he develop more of those relationships and get to a point where it's like, all right, yeah, it's go time. And they're ready to go against the Bears. To move to the defense, 
the much more, much more of the line defense, the much criticized defense. I think for me to kick it off, I, I just want to see what year two looks like for Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Like, what do those guys do out the gates? Like, how do they come yeah. into camp? Are they setting the tone? Both had some rough patches, right? Quay had the issue with the refs. Wyatt sort of had an immaturity streak, even though he's an older football player, which probably shouldn't happen if you're an older guy, but it did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so can those guys, you know, be a little bit more professional? And that's not like uh stay classy or any of that bullshit, but it's like, are they, they bringing their lunch pail to work every day and playing ball and not worrying about the outside noise and just, just being football players. Yeah, I mean, I'll just kind of second that. It's is mine is, is is the run defense, and it it really does start with with you know two of those guys um, that you mentioned and uh, Quay and Devontae Wyatt. Like when when Wyatt played, he he played well. You know, he yeah. showed some really you know really nice stuff. Um, he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be able to stay on the field. Um, you, you hope to get a little bit more out of TJ Slate and you know big bodies up front. Um, the the defense against the rush was you know twenty eighth and. 31st in DVOA. So obviously, you know, bottom of the yeah. barrel there. And and again, young team, Devondre was out for a lot of that uh, season. And you saw Quay get better when Devondre came back. You hope Kenny Clark, you know, can, can maintain and stay healthy, but you also got these rookies um, that are going to challenge, you know, Colby Wooden and Carl books. Like you got real yeah. guys that are, are going to be nipping at the heels of some of these guys. You hope Rashawn Gary's, you know, ready to come back and, and play to the form he was, um, you know, borderline, you know, yep, Van Ness, a young guy with a motor. Like, there's a lot of excitement there, and and you just hope that that they can start to kind of all put it together. They're young too; they're not, you know, obviously as young as as um, you know, the, some of those those receivers that I mentioned earlier. But like again, guys that need to step up and make plays, especially with with Wyatt and Quay, where they were drafted, you know, where they yeah. were. There's a lot of skepticism there, um, and we need to we need to like see it start to pay off because, um. You know, yeah. Quay, I think, you know, towards the end of the year, you could see you see things starting to click versus like the first week when right. he was lost against Justin Jefferson in zone coverage and just little things that you could just tell. Um, but he's getting better. I think the maturity thing needs to come hopefully a year, um, another year with these guys and some of the veterans defensively will help them get back there. But I, I'm big on the run defense and, and obviously – Past defense with the safeties is a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of where we're at because, you know, that's that's just a whole nother one. Well, are we going to get the Darnell Savage, you know, contract year Darnell Savage? Like Darnell Savage had this whole thing. Where like, yeah. oh, I realized I need to play better. I need to play a little more reckless. And it's like, where the fuck was this for two years, man? Like, right. like it's, it's you a, just. Oh, pretty words, but then it needs to put yeah. it on paper. Or on, yeah. on the field, excuse me. Absolutely. Like it's. And, you know, a lot of question marks at that free safety position. Is it going to be Jonathan Owens, Mr. Spoon Biles? Is it going to be Anthony Johnson Jr., their seventh-round pick, which sounds crazy to talk mm-hmm. about a seventh-round pick in that regard. But I, I think there is enough, like, hype sort of building with Anthony Johnson Jr. Like, he could be one of the darlings of training camp that a lot of us are talking about that mm-hmm. we're, you know, middle August. Like, wow, what about that Johnson Jr. kid? And so I, I think that there is – something there. And I, I did want to go back quickly to the run defense, just to touch on, they are so talented. So that's why I think it's so frustrating how bad yeah. they've been at some points, because it, it's all there. And even at that safety position, besides maybe the free safety with the guys we talked about, like Savage is a number first round pick. Jair is a first round pick. Like they have so mm-hmm. many first round picks that like 
this should work and why isn't it is, you know, a great question. The other thing that I have an eye on is what is Eric Stokes, right? Rasul, Rasul Douglas also being the newsbreaker that he is said Eric Stokes is going to be ready to go uh, for yeah. training camp, which is crazy. He had two injuries. Like I am very cautious. I'm not even cautiously optimistic. I'm just like, whatever we get out of Eric Stokes, great. I, I just don't know what you're like it, to me, like that's a let's check in six weeks into the season. And then maybe we have something with Eric Stokes and maybe he's back yeah. to form. But I, I think that with the development of Kishon Nixon, with how Douglas and, and Jair played, I think you can kind of ease Stokes back in. I doubt that they yeah. will go all gas, no breaks with Stokes. I was going to say that, you know, that's probably where I'm mo- most confident. I mean, you know, there's, there's, the the defensive line obviously with with Kenny Clark is is a strong solid point, but I think the corners are are where I'm most confident, especially with Jair and Russell. Like guys have been in the system and know, have played, and and you know Jair's one of the top at, at his position. So again, I, I agree. You don't need to run it, rush him back. Let him you know let him work into it. Let him get his sets here and there. Figure out if if Russell's going to be the guy the entire year. Um, if not, you kind of have that you know, that, that safety blanket in Stokes slowly bringing him along, you know, when he's ready. Um, but you got like guys like Carrington Valentine and yeah, you know, Charles, like it's smaller undersized, hasn't really played big minutes um, or snaps, I should say in, in that position, you know, but again, you got those guys, you got Keyshawn Nixon, how are they going to, you know, use him? You know, you love to see him on the field, you know, uh, really offensively, defensively, um, yeah, he loves. You know, he's, he's talk, always around he's the ball. He's talked about the plays. offense. He's talked about the offense. We'll see if yeah. they get they put him in like a Tyler Irvin type kind of role. Would you be okay if they said, "Hey, we're gonna put Stokes on the pup, and we're just gonna say, all right, it's six weeks, and or the short term IR, and yeah. just like it, they are really safe with it." I think that would piss a lot of Packer fans off, just given what we know talent wise about Stokes. But I, I just wonder is his roster spot worth something more where you're like, all right, we can, whatever, whoever gets hurt, right. Cause people are going to get hurt. Um, yeah. That's just part of it. So it's like, who can fill a need with maybe Stokes as he's working his way back. Yeah. I mean, I think that just sends red flags that he's, you yeah. know, maybe, I mean, just to the, to the, you know, the casuals that are always yes. oh, not ready six weeks out versus no, he's ready, but there's no need to bring him in. Let's let's get a backup of you know this guy or that guy or another offensive line piece for right. for the first six weeks. Um, right. If if you need to activate him, you can activate him, but you know give him time, give him reps on you know whatever practice squad or whatever it is to get him you know feeling good um, and bring him back. I think, like I said, I don't I don't hate that, but I think to the casuals they would you know sit, that would shoot off red flags. But I think it makes sense if he's truly not ready. Um, you know, what's, mm-hmm. what's the point in, in having them, you know, suit up if he's not going to see the field or he's not physically ready to. Right. A- absolutely. And, and I, I totally, I totally agree. And it's going to be a, it's going to be an awesome training camp. Uh, it's going to be. I got, I got one more, one more one. And then just, yeah. we, you know, cause you talked on offensive defense, we got a rookie kicker here too. And I think that's yeah. another one that is, is going to be real interesting to see. Um, you know, people thought it was bad with with uh, um, Crosby, right? And you know, you might you might get a chance to be like, well, you know, we had it pretty good with him for a long time. And when you well, start seeing rookie kickers, and you think about some of the the rookie kickers that haven't panned out in the past, you know, Brett Conway shot out. Remember yeah. Brett Conway? 
yeah, Penn yeah. State, uh, fourth round pick. Was terrible. I think it was yep. right. I forget who we replaced. We might have replaced Mason Crosby. I'd have to look. But Brett Conway, that's one for the Immaculate Grid, too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. in the NFL, they have an NFL one. Drop a little Brett Conway. I think he played for the Redskins, now the Commanders, too. So there you go. That's a free one. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, Carl Carlson, had, Andres Carlson has been a guy that Rich Passaccia kind of backed. Um, yeah. Keith, Daniel Carlson, his older brother, who's the kicker for the Vegas Raiders. Passaccia worked with him in Oakland or in Vegas. And so there is a relationship there. So I think they're trusting the special teams coach. Mason Crosby has said, like, I'm ready to go if needed. Uh, he's not done kicking. Like, he he wants a job in the NFL. Mm. So I think if it really goes to shit and maybe there is an agreement, right, maybe they have talked to him and said, hey, we can't pay you what you want. You're not worth that anymore, just given that you do not necessarily have the leg you used to. But if things go off the rails, we might bring you back in. Or they might start fresh completely and just say, all right, Bisaccia, maybe Cosby isn't the kind of kicker Bisaccia wants, um, but we'll see. Um, it's going to be very interesting, but you're right. You know, and and that you play the Bears week one, and that's a big that's a big game for a variety of reasons, But and you're going to be in Soldier Field, and, you know, there's a situation where it could be 21-21 coming down the stretch, and you need a big kick, and – Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. I think you'd be shitting bricks with a rookie kicker versus like, oh, it's Mason Crosby. I think we'll be all right. Right. So, no, it's a very good point to point out the the kicking position. Definitely, definitely needed. Mark Murphy met with the shareholders yesterday, and Mark Murphy always has a lot to say. Uh, I saw Pete Bukowski say, "I'd love to play poker with Mark Murphy" because he has no per- poker face. It's a good line by Pete. Uh, gets a lot of shit sometimes with Packers Twitter, but that was that was a good line because Mark didn't really sugarcoat. Uh, you know, we can start with the Rogers comment, uh, and he he had a few com- comments on Rogers. Rogers got booed actually a little <laughs> bit, uh, which is interesting. I I don't know if I'd go that far, but I mean, I had the topic yesterday about if Packer fans care more than AFC East other AFC East fans about Aaron Rodgers, and maybe that that is my answer. There are a lot that I think want him to fail. Um, but anyways, Murphy said, Hey, we're going to retire his number at the right time. I, I think that, you know, there will be a cooling off period and Rogers will go into the hall of fame whenever he ends his career. We probably won't see it till like 2026, 2027, assuming he retires it, you know, either next year or the year after, um, uh, that didn't really bother me. I think, and none of this bothered me. I mean, Murphy goes, you know, he basically said, we'll see a little bit of Matt's true offense this season. Little shot. Little and shot. that, yeah, that is a all-out kind of let your nuts hang a little bit if you're Mark Murphy. And Matt LaFleur has said in the past, like, hey, I, you know, I didn't cater to Aaron. I didn't do this. And I think there's a little bit of let Matt cook. And we'll see what Matt LaFleur has in store. We saw this in Seattle, right? This has vibes of you know, Geno Smith and uh, I forget the Shane, Shane is Shane Walden, I think is his name. The Ram or now the Seahawks OC, who they brought in for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson didn't run want to run his shit. And then once Geno Smith did, you know, Seattle got to flex. So I do think that there is like, I think there's a fuck you edge about this team at a player level because I think they want to prove everybody wrong. But I also think it's there at a coaching level too. And I, I think Matt LaFleur definitely will, will want to send a message. And Mark, I think Mark Murphy's ready for it as well. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there was a, a lot in there that he he said that was just there was some underlying stuff there that you could you could see he he kind of sugarcoated it, it, it in a way that you know he wasn't directly coming at Rodgers or he you know wasn't praising this guy. He he you know he 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 did praise Jordan quite a bit, but he also he left a lot on the table of you know what could be. Um, and he talked about Brian Gutekunst and kind of the heat that that he got when when they drafted Jordan Love, and he's like. You know, at least in my mind, that pick has turned out to be, you know, we'll, we'll see what he ends up being. Um, so, you know, there's there's some interesting underlying there where he hasn't, you know, it, it didn't seem like he had full 100 percent, you know, cards on the table, um, you know, confidence in Jordan Love. I think he left it, you know, very open to interpretation and 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 certainly talked about that with, you know, the the, the ramp up period, right, of, of half the season it's going to take for you to really, truly uh, see Jordan Love, and and that's probably a little bit long, I think, for most people um, right. to, to to see or expect yeah. that. But um, you know, he's like, hopefully he'll be a solid, you know, very solid and good quarterback. Yeah. But um, you know, I, yeah. I thought there was some stuff there that I'm like, ah, I wish he would have, I wish he would have, you know, you know, shows a different, you know, way to say it. Um, but you know, it's you know, right now his 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 neck is on the line too with with Love too. So let me ask you a question. Uh, and this is maybe going to appear on tapping the keg on tapping the keg sports on TikTok and maybe on Instagram. But I think what that was about was actually putting the defense's foot to the fire and giving Joe Barry six weeks to ship up or shape out. And if you think about the bye week, right, it's in week six. So yeah. you have five games and you're just basically like, we need to fucking see it, Matt stood in your corner. We have a yeah. young quarterback. You have to step up. I thought it was actually not, I think, and I hear where you're coming from. And I, I have heard other people say like, yeah, that there is a, Hey, maybe he put his foot in his mouth a little bit with that and tempered expectations on the season. I thought it was more about, Hey, this defense needs to get with it. And we need this defense early. And if we don't see it, we're going to make changes and yeah. changes are going to come. And so that's kind of how I saw it, but I hear point. you on, I hear you on the side of like, yeah, it might not have been the best thing to say. Yeah, no, that, I think that's a great point. Um, and I think you and I have had conversations, um, you know, outside the pod, but, you know, I think the end of last year say, you know, gave him the yep. start of this year where they weren't going to fire him in the off season, but this now gives you the start of next year of, of this, you know, 23, 24 season, um, we're not going to fire in them. We did. They didn't end up firing him in the middle of the year last year, but you no, know, did enough to to save his job until this year. But now, like you said, um, you know, leaning on the defense. You talked about the amount of draft picks that they have and the first round draft picks and the talent that's there. Everybody sees the talent that's there. Um, it, yeah, I, I I'm with you on that point. If he can't deliver, if they're you know two and three or one and four in their first you know first five. Um, Giving up you know, thirty I think, points I think a game or something like that, and it's just yeah ridiculous. against uh, you know Chicago is in in one of those games. You know, you think about just kind of some of those matchups early on. Um, well, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, look at sorry to interrupt, but like look at Atlanta. Like you, Atlanta's a run first team. Like that's Bajon Robinson, that's Tyler Algier, that's Desmond Ritter. Those, that's a team yeah. that's gonna, gonna run the fucking football, mm-hmm. and you better be ready for it. And the Bears are too, right? And so. Yep. With You're a, really, get... a, really a first time. I mean, a rookie starting quarterback from last year. I mean, he, he only started a few, um, but a guy that's you know he's not a veteran either. So I mean, you get no. there's 
you know, the, some of those first games should be pretty telltale signs of, of what we can expect. You know, you hope the, that, uh, that we all go in healthy and the team doesn't have the injuries in, in any right. major position. And you can really say like, it's make or break for you in these first few games. And if totally. you shit the bed, we have no problem moving on from you now. When we, like you said, we, we, we gave you that leash last year. Right. Absolutely. Um, Anything more on Murphy or the Packers before we, we had over the box? No, I mean, there's going to be a lot of speculation and, and just people talking about it over the next couple of days, but. Uh, oh yeah. It's going to, it's going to get, I mean, this is silly season, right? We're yeah. in the mix. We're in the, it's fun to be, be back in the shit of football. You, you know, and I, I think it's just one of those, those kind of nice seasonal shifts, right? I don't know about mm-hmm. you. You know, we played together for uh, what ten years, uh, football wise. Yeah, like, do you like do you start getting that itch right now where you're like, eh, I should be, I should be getting out there, I should be playing football. I don't really get it until like, mm, like first week in first full week of August. I'll be like, well, I'll be out walking the dog or something, and I'll just be. It kind of smells like football, and I'm like. Should be out yeah. doing two a days or something like that. Like it's, not as much as I used to when I was younger, for sure. Um, yeah. As I've gotten older, I've you know it's like not Uncle Rico here. It's funny you mentioned the smell thing, because um, we'll, we'll take our our son to um, like the playground, and they're they're like whatever the platform that it's on is like that soft is like bouncy rubber and that rubber yeah. is the same those pellets or whatever that that make up the the rubber of the the turf fields and i was just like man this smells this smells like a football field and so you get that you get that itch but now that training camp is is starting and you're starting to see some of the injuries to other teams um it's all right there and it's like all right now now we're there and we're only you know two ish two and a half weeks three weeks away from their first preseason game so it's it's gonna ramp up quick so yep Absolutely. And we'll see what happens with the Milwaukee Bucks and if any moves are going to be made here in the month of August. Uh, you know, the Bucks have pretty much a full roster. They're one spot available. There is some assumption that it might go to Giannis or Giannis Antetokounmpo's brother, Thanasis, or they might do something else. Um, you know, kind of where are you at with, because we haven't checked in. I think we last time we checked in was right before the offseason. So this is your first time on after all the moves have been made, the dust has settled and summer leagues happened. Like how, how do you feel about the Bucks? Like you put a grade on it. Like where, where are you at with them in terms of their off season summer league, the whole thing? Yeah. Um, started hot, right. Started off two and O, um, you know, there was talks about, you know, is this team going to make the, um, you know, the, the final four or whatever they do in the, in the yep. summer league and then really kind of fizzled out. Um, you saw flashes, right? You saw flashes of, Mo, of, uh, of Marjan and, and his, you know, first two games, you know, one was really high and, and then played really poorly in the second, in the second game and, and had some good moments. Um, I think, I think physically what I've heard the most is that he looks bigger, mm-hmm. um, looks a little bit stronger, uh, certainly on his drives, he's getting to the hoop a little bit more. Um, so that's all good to see. But again, this is all against guys that are, you know, fringe NBA guys, if we're, you know, being honest. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Uh, you, you definitely saw, uh, uh, excuse me, you saw flashes of Jackson Jr., right? Yep. And, you know, obviously had, you know, some of the bigger highlights from Summer League and that, you know, the double block 
Um, even though he gets beat on the play, nobody talks about that. You know, he gets yeah, beat on, yeah, he didn't get he didn't get but beat. makes up for it. That, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I think and, with the young guys, sorry, I think with the young guys, it's um you can't teach like the effort and and the hustle stuff. So you'd love to see that. Um, you know, Marjan and, and those guys, like they they're gonna be, you know, they should be pushing each other, right? And they're they're gonna be fighting for time. I don't really know how much, you know, they're going to see, but with, you know, new coaching and, and, you know, it was never Bud's thing. Um, but with Griffin, you know, I think he wants to see what these guys can do. And I think he's going to be kind of interesting with some of the lineups. Um, you know, I, I think you guys had talked to nauseam about, you know, kind of the lack of offense really for, for, for Marjan and, and Jackson both, but certainly for Jackson, just, you know, that he, he struggled offensively, but again, you know, can he become, uh, you know, a Lou Dort type where he's, right. you know, a defensive stalwart um, can, can develop that offensive game over time. And, you know, it's, it's a little bit smaller than maybe like your Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown guys, but um, can physically get stronger and be, you know, a, a reliable defensive guy. And I think Marjan's got a chance to be that as well, but even um, with a more of a, a bit of a polished offensive game, it'll be interesting how they use those guys um, with lineups with Giannis. Obviously you want to have a bit more offense on the floor, um and yeah. uh, and and just you know how they'll use them in in kind of combinations with the lineups but um definitely some interesting rotations just to kind of wrap up summer league stuff you know Livingston obviously had the the really big uh game at the end of the year um but like Amari Moore like didn't really get minutes throughout the entire summer um just I thought there was just some really weird rotations, and I don't know what that really says for you know any of the guys. Again, like I said, some of these guys are two ways, and certainly the contract uh, um, uh, for for Livingston was weird. Um, yeah. But you That's... know, it's I, yeah. It, I mean, obviously, have you know signing a guy to that the last pick of the draft um, or whatever it was, the second to last, whatever um, was interesting as well. And I think it goes to that that relationship that you talked about. Um, which are clutch guys, but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the summer league, yeah, I was going to say, I think the summer league guys, I think that that showed up like the Marshawn, um, you know, maybe Livingston and, and certainly Jackson, like, it'll just be interesting to see how they develop here in the next um, couple weeks and months and, and finally start to get in the gym with Giannis and Chris and Drew and these guys and, and, you know, learn a lot from them. And, and again, we're in a brand new system. Yeah, I think it's I well said, and I think with Jackson, the the thing that people will miss is he won't win Rookie of the Year likely. But yeah. if Jackson's a seven, five, and three guy, and maybe a block and a half a game, that's going to be awesome for the Bucks. That's going to be oh, really yeah. vital for the Bucks. And seven even might be ambitious in terms of how many points per game. But if that's what he's doing, and his passes were so good and that these guys just weren't ready for him. But guess what? Giannis is going to be ready for those passes. Brooks going to be ready for those passes. Drew's going to be ready. Like they're going to get, those are when he's playing with actual NBA players, it's going to, it's going to come. I think with Marjan, it's just keeping within himself. I think a lot of it, like he put out that hype video after the second game and it's like, dude, second game of mm-hmm. summer league, like, Mm-hmm. Just chill. It's summer league, like, like play, yeah, like yeah. It's all, might not even be on a, a it's all between the eyes right now from from Arjan. I think a little bit, and I think Coach Griffin's going to give him a shot. Um, I am I am also of the belief that 
Anastas is going to get that last roster spot, but the Bucks are going to make a trade first. It's just a question of who's going to go out, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to be all there. And whether it's Bobby Portis, which I know would cause a lot of consternation and frustration within Bucks Nation, especially more on the casual side of things. Um, or, and you know, because I think the, the hard part is you have to give something to get something. Um, we're deal- We're going to talk a lot about this with Mitch and I later this week about the Brewers, but it's like you're going to have to give stuff up to make sure that stuff comes back in. And that's, I think, Bobby's probably a better asset. And But unfortunately, I don't think anything can happen until the Dame stuff happens or teams are just like, okay, we're not going to be involved in this Dame deal, so we'll do a deal with the Brewers instead. Or uh, the the Bucks, God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the free agency, you know, right now is is pretty bare, obviously, with the exception of of what you know. At, at least, uh, you know, it's all been kind of ran through. And so, like you said, you'd have to make a trade. And like Bobby and Grayson are obviously the names that come up the most. I don't think they're interested in trading Pat. It sounds like that wasn't um, somebody they wanted to include in any of the Utah talks. And again, not not sure really how far those got, but. Um, there's really no guys that like jump off the page and free agents. And if they're not, um, then yeah, they'd have to make a trade and, and maybe they're, maybe they don't, you know, I think it'd be crazy for them to go into the season with really just one true point guard. Um, but man, you look at like the wings that they have, you know, it's Grayson, it's Chris, it's Pat. Now it's Marjan. Now it's, you know, Audrey Jackson Jr. Um, you know, there's all these guys and, you know, where the minutes going to come from for some of them. So again, if you can, yeah if you can, you know, package a Bobby and a Grayson and get a guy like, I, I think that's too much for a guy like Count Sexton, but you know, we're going to need, um, you know, right. we're going to need another point and, guard. And, and if you don't you want to like scrape yeah. for like George Hill or Aaron holiday, like right now. And and like somebody I'll, that's going to make a difference. You also don't want to trade with Danny Ainge, right? Like Danny Ainge, like Danny Ainge never loses trades. So it's like, you don't. And, and they've, they've beat that drum. Like it's, I think yeah. at this point, like the conversations with that, just move on. And I, and I don't know who else is in their range or targets, but I, I feel like they, they explored what they could and, and never got to, you know, kind of just got to a final stalemate. And at, at that point, yeah. it's almost like, let's, let's move on. So what if they wait? What if they just say, all right, we're going to hold our chips. We're going to bring back the Nasus. We have our roster. I'm sure there'll be consternation. I think there, you're, you and anyone else who's like, we don't have back a point guard. We're all these minutes for these wings. I think that's all like fair conversation. But, you know, December 15th is when you can start trading the guys who just signed deals. Um, and, and then at, at that point, teams are going to know kind of what they are, what they aren't. And I don't know if that's going to be too early given the playing game given that you're going to have the in-season tournament, but like, could you go two months ish and say, all right, we're going to sacrifice this without it. We're going to see how this goes. If it doesn't go well. Like then we're, we're, we're but are we, are they going to smell desperate? I think that's the other thing. If you're arguing that point, are they going to smell desperate? or Are they going to, will somebody, something pop up where it's like, all right, we got our guy. Yeah. I think, you know, Early on, I think it's fine. Like I think they'll be able to get through the year, you know, in those early months with kind of the the core that they have. But we've seen the guys that they've had to bring on late or in the middle of the year, and it takes time. And, and you're not probably without a big trade. You're probably not getting a young guy. You're probably getting a veteran. And 
And sometimes those guys are are not playing minutes or they're not, not playing at all. Jay Crowder, Joe Ingles, you know, we uh, we ran the Goran Dragic thing. Like a lot of these guys are, are playing very little minutes, if, if at all. And there's a ramp up period with a lot of those guys. And, and there's like I said, the, the, the point guard market is very bare without a trade. Um, so that's just my worry. There is is the ramp up period for somebody physically and then also to come into a system um, and then really to play true meaningful minutes in, you know, games that are going to be really important because obviously down the line, you're going to be starting to ramp up the the intensity and the minutes and where these guys are. We still don't know what the minutes are going to look like for these guys with with Griffin's system. Yeah, you know, obviously, point too. you know, Bud, you know, kind of preserved a lot of these guys and, you know, if it helped or if it didn't. But um, I you know, there's there's certainly probably going to be games where where Chris is in the 40s or Giannis is in the 40s and. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how they do that. But I think if to bring a guy on late, it's going to be, you know, again, one of the things that we've seen over the years is just, you know, guys take too long to, to get into shape and to get into the system. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy, you know, squeeze with, with the guys that we have on this roster and, and where the minutes are going to be and, and kind of the high level moments they're probably going to be asked to play in. I, I completely agree. And I also wonder the last thing I, I guess I have is, I wonder if the Bucs are the third team or even maybe a fourth team, whether it's in the Lillard deals, whether it's in the Harden deal, like are they trying to not necessarily get in that market, not get in the Harden market, not get in the Lillard market, but be sort of a you know place where it's like, hey, we need a point guard. You, we would take a second round pick. Like that's kind of what we we need and send that along to us we have assets we have bobby we have grayson i don't think they're going to want to give up their first round pick i think that's the thing that i really do that i think i can live with it being thanasis and no point guard if the first round pick does not get used because as we've talked about on this podcast like having all those assets next year plus grayson or not grayson not drew and brooks expiring like you have a lot of runway to do some fun, do some stuff if you need to, you know, sort of reset the deck. Yeah, I'll give you two uh, just for fun. I'll give you two names that kind of <clears throat> may would make sense. Um, first one's Ish Smith, and he's a uh, you know obviously he's a little bit older, right. but I think a guy that could could come in and and play meaningful minutes is it's kind of made his way around the NBA. But I think you know wouldn't cost too much. I honestly don't know what they're going to do with Thanasis. It's you know, it, it all signs point to that, but at the end of the day, he's not really. Let's be honest, he's not an NBA player, and right. you know, if not for Giannis, he's he's likely not on a roster. Um, either let him go play overseas and actually make you know have fun and play and and maybe even play you know with his brother. But, um, I mean, it is at the end of the day, it's a, a wasted roster spot. It's fun. It's a good story, but this is the NBA. It's a business. It's not like you yeah. know, bring your bring your kid to school day every <laughs> every day, but. Um, the other one is you'll get, blocked on Twitter. you'll get blocked on Twitter for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, the other one's RJ Hampton who has uh, really struggled okay. to kind of find his, his ground in the NBA, but I think a long speedy guy that can kind of be a one and a two. Um, he's, I mean, he's been a project since he got in, but a, another high um, caliber player was one of the higher, you know, recruited kids coming out of high school had, you know, really, really strong tape. And, and I think he played, Played in New Zealand, New Zealand, yeah, or Australia. Yeah, he went the season, played, and then came yep. here. Um, right. but he's he's only twenty two, so again, a young guy that you know, why not just take a, a dart throw and and 
again, you don't want to get a, a dart throw on a backup point guard, especially on a high leverage team. But, you know, you he's got talent. It's just kind of putting it all together. And you think maybe with Griffin um, and his development that he could maybe get him to a backup point guard role. So those are just two names that I think, you know, should they not make a trade that I think could come in and, and be that backup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backup guard. Yeah, and I think with the Thanasis part, it's, yeah, it's a, you, hopefully, Thanasis is like, hey, I'll go play in Greece. I'll go away from it. I saw something on Reddit, I think, where they're like, we have Thanasis as a coach. Could he just be a coach, yes, like, yes. on the on the bench? Like, I don't know. I, it's, I know that's a little disrespectful to him because he's still playing hoops. But, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough situation because, yeah, it is it is sort of hogging a, a roster spot. All right, let's get out of sports. Let's do a little pop culture here to wrap up, wrap us up. Um, you and I love the bear. Um, spoilers here if you haven't watched it. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say I have one episode left in the second season. So, oh shit, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. I thought you were done. You this no, is... I am. Uh, I've been okay. slowly rolling through it, but okay. I mean, so they just so episode nine is the one. I, I'm assuming it's ten, right? It's uh yeah episodes? yeah there's kind of okay so so, so let they me just, just open the doors yeah let me just say okay. there is probably spoilers we'll see it next week or you can flip around and we'll talk some nightlife stuff and if you hear us talking about barbie pink the whole thing um or just uh, what my song of the summer prediction is then you'll know we we've stopped talking about the bear so i i will not spoil the end i will okay. keep that that to myself um but i i want to talk more not necessarily about the show itself it's more just the fascination that, and it, now it's been from Barstool and maybe, and Barstool mm-hmm. has definitely figured out that if you go against the grain, it gets a lot of engagement. It gets a lot of clicks. It gets a lot of people talking, but you've seen a couple shows being like, yeah, I'm out on the bear. I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I kind of had this thought, like maybe just like co- people who live on the coasts just do not get the upper Midwest and don't understand like, the family aspect of the upper Midwest and like the chaos that was the fishes <laughs> episode. I don't think I've ever really dealt with that. I remember I've had chaotic Christmases. I don't remember anything at that level, but it was right, right. like, Oh, but I think we know people who are kind of like all of these characters or we see friends or friends of friends who it's like, Oh yeah, that guy kind of has that feel. And I just don't know. I, I think that there is a, it's harder to relate if you're not if you're not in the shit and you don't you don't deal with the hard winters and I know Northeast deals has winters but like it's 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 just a different ball game man and I don't know I think that I think part of the reason why I like the Bear so much is it just reminds me of the Midwest and what I what I've grown up on and what I've what I'm still living today. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's actually a different, it's a different feel, not only the, like the Midwest thing, but for a long time. And, and you know, this, I, you know, wanted to be a chef. I wanted to, that's what I wanted to do. So from, you know, 14 years old, really my first job was uh, a burger and custard joint. And then I worked in, you know, numerous restaurants over the next, you know, five years. Um, and, 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 you know, the bear in that first season is, like the truest depiction of something that I've like experienced before is just the, the, the stress of a kitchen. Now granted wasn't necessarily, they were not like high stress situations like that all the time, but I worked for a country club. And so we were doing, 
you know, uh, you know, I worked kind of the the grill and and um, you know, the pub in in one of those, and then would you know go upstairs and do the banquets for the the weddings or the parties and help with that. So I was in, you know, I was in kitchens, you know, for for those years, and and the one thing I I I, I still love to cook, but it, you know, I stopped doing it because it's it's long hours. They're they're extremely long days. You're sweating no matter where you are. Um, you know, you're, you're busting your ass. They're you know starting early, end late um and 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 granted like unless you're the top of the top you know the pay isn't necessarily you know great but that's what i took away from it was just like how true and how real like some of those you know first you know first season episodes felt certainly like the online ordering episode which is yeah. just like a shit show from start to finish still to this day is like one of the most anxiety ridden episodes of tv i've ever watched yeah. in my life and it's so good um yeah. but yeah, yeah no, i think we no sound you just need you need like you need a cigarette after it it's like just yeah. this pure like uncut gems was kind of like that but in yep, a movie yep. form um where it's like i went i went to that by myself um okay. and yeah <laughs> unemployed at the time need something to do need to get out of the house yeah oh, it was great and my wife didn't want to see it you know my wife also doesn't want to see oppenheimer you know who who doesn't want to see a three-hour movie about <laughs> i don't know um so that might be another solo trip out to the movie uh thankfully better shakes uh employment wise but yeah it's man it's just yeah it's it's an awesome show i i've recommended it to as many people as possible i think it's just it really it really does something. It does pull you in. It, it motivates you to want to like kind of do your own thing a little bit too. Like there's this entrepreneurial part of it that you're just like, wow, could I do this? Like it, you just mm-hmm. think of it. I, I absolutely, I, as much as people love fishes, like I, and I know this is like a popular zag. I think I like the Richie episode better. Um, oh yeah. The Richie ep- I, I'm, I'm with you. That's the, the that's Richie like episode. Heartwarming yeah. Episode. It kicks so much ass when he's listening to Taylor Swift. And I'm just like this pumping in my living room. I'm like, it was awesome. Fuck yeah. Like that was this awesome TV. Great. Like, so. And, yeah. to, and to go back kind of the, the Midwest thing, I think we've, we've talked about it before. Even I think with, with some of the, the sports teams is like, this is going to sound corny as fuck and put us on a pedestal. But like, That's I feel fine. like Midwest people are cut from a different cloth, right? You, yeah. you talked about the cold and having to, to come from, you know, you come home from, from school and you're outside with your mom and dad and you're shoveling in like the single degree weather and you're walking to school or you're going to school in, in cold weather. Um, you know, it toughens you up. It's, you know, you got to have thick skin for it. But like you said, there's, there's always that crazy family outing. You got a crazy aunt or a crazy uncle. Your mom is, is losing her shit cooking uh a dinner and and it's just something about yeah and it, it goes kind of you know i thought about that episode in like the home alone too is like yeah obviously, oh that's a great example yeah Illinois and um you know it's the winter and it's the hecticness of of the holidays and people running all over the place but at the end of the day you're you're all together your family yep. um and there's just there i thought they did such a a great job casting like jeremy Allen white is obviously an exceptional you know actor and and he's such a good fit like when you think about his character and, and, you know, what you think of as like kind of a grease head, yeah. but like is a perfectionist at, at what he does in his craft. Um, I thought they did such a good job with that. And um, the casting I think has so much to do with it. And, and then in the second season, you really get to dive into the characters a little bit more. Um, 
I feel like the my so my wife starts watching it. She started watching it this week because I told her you know how good it was, um, and she said one of her friends started it and you know couldn't get through the first episode, few episodes of the first season. And again, it it does start slow. I think the second season does too. Um, where I got to a point where I was going to text you and be like. Man, I think they like the first season better, but uh, yeah, obviously the the second season you know picked up really well. But um, for me, it was like again tying into something I was so familiar with, and and that's why I was like, eh, maybe my, my wife won't, won't like it because it's about kitchens and food. But there's right. there's so much more to it. Um, and uh, and again, this season you really get to dive into the the depths of like each character kind of individually, which I loved. And um, man, it's it's one of the best pieces of television I've watched in a really long time. Yeah, no, no question about it, man. I, I, I enjoyed it. Last couple of things before we wrap up. Uh, so you were out, you were at the Sophie on Saturday night. Were you getting inundated with Barbie song requests with, was there a lot of pink going on? Like, is, is there, do you expect like a Barbie sort of takeover here? Or do you think that it's more, it's not going to get like, that sort of fragmented and sag, you know, granular where you're going to be, you're going to see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's uh, to answer your question. No, I didn't see a ton of that. I didn't get actually a ton of requests for it either. Um, granted, Sophie's an older crowd. Um, mm-hmm. I, I could almost guarantee Saturday at RWB and Trinity um, on Wednesday. I, I'll, I'll probably get it. I know like Lucid even uh, this past week, it had their yeah. Friday was like a Barbie theme night. Um and I think some people will just kind of run with that as, as much as they can. Um, but I hadn't, I, I didn't notice it that much this weekend already. Like I said, I only had the one gig, but um, you know, this week now that I have kind of, I'm all over the place. Um, I'll probably be able to pay attention to it a little bit more, but I haven't really, you know, I haven't really had any, you know, uh, seen a, a huge trend with it. Like I said, Sophie's an older crowd, so you you don't get that as much, but it's probably something I'll, uh, I'll see a little bit more this weekend. I just can't believe how many songs like invoke like uh, Aqua, like Barbie girl, like mm-hmm. Tiesto has a remix out with it now. And like the ice spice and uh, Nicki Minaj song. And I think that, that that's them. And then Dua Lipa has her song, which actually weirdly did not pick up. I think as much steam as I, I expected it to. So, and just people dressing up for the movie, like going in all pink and stuff like that, similar to what you might see at like a Marvel movie or like Star Wars or something like that. So it, they obviously did a great job taking it by storm. So I was curious to see if it had permeated into the nightlife. I also, we talked about Song of the Summer, I think last time or the time before. I have it. It's not actually a song. It's kind of a genre. It's It's like country pop, man. Like mm. Morgan Wallen's last night and Luke Holmes' fast car are two most popular songs I feel like of this summer. And I feel like that is sort of the theme of the summer is like the breakthrough that both those guys had where they're now on top 40. Every time you go into your car, you're hearing that. And so that's kind of that. That is my official answer. I, I, I decided that like a week ago, two weeks ago, um, that that was my official answer for song of the summer. And I guess it's songs of the summer. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, and now you're starting to see not that it happened this year, but you've seen the crossovers between yeah, um a lot of the country artists that are dabbling in some other stuff. Um my song was was Stand by Me was was, was Morgan Wall and Lil Dirk. It doesn't get like the like public or like top 40 radio plays, 
Um, but when you hear the song, it's just it's just awesome. It's it's really yeah. well done. Um, and so I really like that. And again, it's it's your mix of hip hop and country, and obviously Morgan Wallen is is dabbling in that now. Yeah. Um, and you've got you have other artists that do it as well. So I, I'm with you on the country pop. There's actually this uh this DJ duo. Um, I think it's Vavo or Vavo V A V O. And they put out a they put out a, a like a country like kind of EDM uh version of uh, I think it was last night but now that's like all they do and they blew up like within like two weeks and and they're, they're actually their stuff out. is pretty pretty basic in my opinion um <laughs> but it's like well, it's taking advantage of that sound right now it's like yeah. they did a fast car remix they did a, a Morgan Wallen one you might a, you you got a, it. A Mitchell Tenpenny remix, and it's all like the dancey stuff, not like right. super heavy EDM, but it's just his fun vibes and it's country and it's a way to just meld, you know, two kind of different genres together and two, you know, different groups of, of listeners. Right. And and I also think like Diplo, right? He played Stagecoach, Stagecoach and then yeah. he just did a song uh called like Heartbroken. That's like a country ballad, ballad kind of thing where mm. it's and it, that was out on my new music new music friday now yep. travis travis scott does have an album coming out this week i think it's the saturday this friday um or soon and maybe it might be sometime i forget when it mm. is but so just put out k-pop with um, right which was interesting it just felt like that yeah. was like let's just invite bad bunny in the weekend to do a song and like the weekend i don't know if you watched any of the idol but i just kind of can't get that out of my head for the weekend like it's and that's not one I'd, I'd recommend to the people. I'm just watching it because I've watched the first three and I need to just get through it, see it out. But man, is he a bad actor? Is he a weird actor in that mo- in that show? I can't like get that character out of my head when I hear I actually weekend. I liked him in Uncut Gems. I thought it was actually okay that you know we mentioned that, but yeah. I actually have not started that. Um, I wasn't. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I wasn't sure. I hadn't. I've heard mixed mixed things. It's um, like like you could watch it. Like, is it a good? There are some things that are to watch for viewing reasons. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's stuff. Um, but it's uh, it the plots are. It's just bizarre, man. It's it's weird. It's just you don't really understand kind of how they got to this point. And I think Lily Rose Depp's a great. She did a really good job. Yeah, it's, I can't look the weekend. So we'll see. Maybe something else happens. But yeah, it's it's probably country pop as the uh, as the sort of genre. And then the two songs with Morgan Wallen and Luke Combs as the as the ones. And they're doing huge concerts all over the country. So that I mean, Taylor Swift has a concert this summer. And that's that that was just Beyonce's giving her a run for her money, though, man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot of heavyweights just going at it. Um, I feel like loser and not going to any of them. Um, I feel like I like just sitting on the sidelines here. Yeah, I kind of dropped the ball on the Drake uh, show too, and and that was I'll probably end up regretting that. That's yep. obviously next, not next. Yeah, next week. It's next, next Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. I I'm going to the Bergen with my dad, which I, it's fun. I like going to Bergen with my dad. But had I not like had I not had that planned with him, I would have probably tried to be like our good friend Murph, who has to take connections. Just reach out, say like, "Hey, do you know anything?" Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, yeah that one. That one's bad. Um, I had asked my wife too if she wanted to go see uh, Lana Del Rey at Lollapalooza, and she said no. She's like, "It's too 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 much of a young crowd." And I was like, "Oh, I thought you were going to say Lana Del Rey at the Waffle House." <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> no. 
So she, she was uh, I don't she know. At the Waffle no, House. she was like, I don't know if it was just a publicity thing, um, but she was working as like oh, a, wow. a, a behind the counter at, at a, I think it was a Waffle House. Yeah, where she she was just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just a social thing or what, but they were like, people just took and taking pictures of her. It almost looked like she was a regular worker there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that just, that was I so pulled it up this past Yeah, week. she, you know, she's just, she's an interesting cat, let me tell you. Um, she's she's not strapped for money, so it's it's not no. like she's dying for that. It was just there's something behind it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's always there all there always is something. But yeah, we'll uh, yeah, it's all right. I mean, I I look, I will talk with him tomorrow when I do my show on Thursday. But in my mind, I saw the saw the the concert of the summer at Garden Home at the skate park. That was yeah, that was yeah, worth cool. that was worth the ten dollars. I'll tell you what. So and then. uh Maybe maybe I'll uh, I'll make my way over to Red White and Blue after Brady Street Days and and see Shay Ken. Um that you know get all my older friends in Tizzy. We we're like, you're too old. Like, just, just supporting my friend. Just, it's fine. Um, but anyways, see him at Red White and Blue on Saturday. Before that, you can see my third street Merkel on Friday. If you're you know family friendly thing, have a couple of drinks, get a sandwich, the whole thing. Then our Thursday, we have the Miramar, and it's a Latin show. So if you're Bad Bunny, J Balvin type, like that's what you're into, go with that. And then on Wednesday at Trinity, doubt you'll be out on Wednesday, but if for some reason he's there for you. And then maybe maybe Sunday too. So all there's no reason that you shouldn't go see Shake Out at one of those things. Just pick pick yeah. your one. Pick your one. Yeah, I don't know. Unless unless the big long lines, which I don't know. My my shows these days, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I'm getting the lines out the door. It was pretty busy Wednesday, but yeah, Trinity on, um, you know, Wednesdays are starting to get busier and busier because school is still college kids are in. Yeah, it's college the only kids, spot to go on Wednesday. So college kids are start. It's the only spot to go on Wednesday. Really, that's the only place. That's I mean, it's enough. it's one of the only places that has um a DJ. Uh, yeah. On on that that week, now that I think about it, really like Brothers is open, no DJ. Um, Whitetail's open. I don't. They don't do a DJ. Uh, RWB is obviously not open. Um, Harp is open, but they're, um, you know, they're. I don't think they have a DJ on those. Right. Those so, so yeah, it's the so only it's, party place to go. Right, and and yeah, you're starting to see the college kids leak back. Whether it's they've their lease starts in August, or they're just like, fuck it, we're gonna party for a month before uh, going back to school. Would not recommend that. Would just say probably just make make as much money as humanly possible and then then do it but you could also work in some party and that's that's the best way to do it is do a little bit of both um but that's just advice from an old an old former washed up party guy um so there there you go all right anything more for the people before we sign off no man enjoy the weather if you're out and about this weekend enjoy there's a lot of stuff going on and uh yeah enjoy these Milwaukee summers well we got a couple couple months or weeks left of them you bet. I mean, that's a, a old adage for me is don't waste don't waste the summer weekend. You got to take advantage of them. And even if it's just stretching your legs and going to your local bar and having a few beers and or sitting with your neighbors and having a few beers in their garage, that's that's sufficient enough. You're still getting the job done. All right. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday with Mitch. We're doing trade deadline for baseball and I'm sure other other stuff as well. We'll, we'll talk to you then. See you.